Welcome back to another episode, everyone. So, I've been think- doing a lot of thinking. And I want to do this episode on what makes a good museum team. Starting from the top to the bottom, right? So you're talking president, vice president, treasurer, uh, events manager, all that thing. Events manager, all of those. And I think I'm going to do it in three parts. Um, I think I'm going to talk about leadership from all the roles and how everything's kind of connected, right? Like, when you have a team at any job or place, you all kind of have to be on the same page. Otherwise, things aren't going to work. Run very smoothly, right? We all know that that's kind of just common sense, but how come it's it's much easier to say that than do it? So I want to make this clear, right? I'm not using names and I'm not using museums out of the respect of privacy. Um... And those who know me, I, I do a lot of different work for a lot of different museums throughout my life, and I continue to do so. So, this podcast is mostly just for, you know, in general, what do I think museum teams need, starting from the top to bottom? You know, I just want to make that clear, because as I've gone two different museums not being a part of the team and being a part of the team I've, I've seen different things and different ways they go about presenting the information presenting the history and you know things like self-guided tours headphones court tour guys that kind of thing and this is just what I think would make the conversation better is you know, starting with a conversation between man, you know, human and human. So obviously I'm going to start at the top, right? Leadership. I'm talking leadership across the board. From the president, from the president, from there you go from to VP and just allowing people to do the best possible work they can do. Now, the other problem I realize with museums is you need to attract people to uh, (coughs) attract people to the museum and attract people to history. And what your mission statement, mission goal is as a museum. I think being progressive, right? I've always talked about that on this podcast. (coughs) Excuse me. Is that the idea of being progressive, moving forward with things, moving forward with the time, moving forward with the population. continue to stay up with things I do think 
people in general get stuck in their ways and it's it's an easy thing to not get stuck in your ways but it's also a difficult understanding of oneself to not get stuck in a comfortable zone and think that you know your way is the only way your way is the right way there's multiple ways towards anything and I think that's the cool thing about historians and history is over time the museum itself ages and changes and develops but the team the team around that museum you know if you're a part of the museum team and you're listening to this podcast listen to me you have to be in constant communication with each other and you have to come to an understanding of when something happens not to go overboard not to jump the gun have a sit down have a conversation because too many things are happening this way and that way at the small level like the local level the local museums in my experience I can only imagine what happens at the upper level in the government level of a museum please you know remember we're all doing this for a reason with common goals in mind right it's hard for me to try to understand it maybe you know if you're listening you can send me a message but why do people not why do people jump the gun so early? Like, why do people come to conclusions so early? And the leadership of a museum, one of the biggest things that shows through to the public when they see the museum and they see the people surrounding the museum. Big or small, you know, I'll probably continue to say that during this podcast, but it's really, it really comes down to leadership, man. Leadership and communication. I think communication is lacking, even though you would think email, phones, text, all that would make it easier. People are finding ways to avoid conversation face-to-face. And with that, I think, comes a point where we as humans need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what happened to that human-human interaction? The laughs you share with strangers, the smiles you share with strangers, the tears you share with strangers, the conversations you share with strangers, and your colleagues, and you say, what happened? Are we all very that invested in our phone that we can't see what's right in front of us? I think museums only are good for the other thing. You know, when we want to express ourselves, or if someone wants to express whatever, political whatever kind of views they'll go to the internet museums are the best place for that conversation because that's what museums are there for to 
have that very difficult conversation. And look, some museums have been gone through a lot of different leadership and a lot of different things, and they're still here. And there's takes pride in that, but how long are they going to still be here? With things changing the way they are. Change is good. But what's going to happen to the small museums that don't have anybody to support them? All they have is their staff is getting older and no one's getting younger. That's what worries me. Uh, You know, history will never die out. There's always going to be a history book to be written. Always. And I think that's what makes the profession of me being in the field that I am, the field that I want to, is there is no this equals this to get this for this thing. I know it's just a lot of this and that, but, you know, numbers. There's no numbers. There's no experiment. It's a conversation between humans. And at the end of the day, you just learn from each other. And you gain knowledge. And I know I've said this before. Gaining knowledge is one of the most powerful things anyone can do. I still think that. But. Knowledge becomes second when communication isn't first. I'll say that again. Your knowledge becomes, gets put on the back burner when the number one thing is missing, which is communication. Right. You know, education. You know, it's, it takes so many different forms and shapes and ideas and conversations because I've realized being at the museums that I've been at that here I am teaching people that are older than me. And in other circumstances, here I am teaching younger people. Teaching. And it's... any ever-evolving thing, right? Like, how do humans adapt and change over time? By learning from each other I think we need to start learning from each other now don't get me wrong I know you know there's people out there that do really bad things for museums whatever the case and they gotta go and I agree 100% I know a few but those who the majority that are there for the sole purpose of history and the the museum's mission of that history is what makes it even more important and I know that's can be a difficult concept and difficult thing to understand but it's not you know think for a minute right what else can I do to communicate with the 
neighbor, with my neighbor. Why can't a museum just all get along? But think about any job, any work, any line of profession you do. It is very hard to get everybody on the same page all the time. I'm talking all the time. But with history, right, you kind of have to be on the page at all times because history is constantly, constantly changing and moving and adapting and evolving with the world around it. So how can these setbacks, right, because that's what they are when it comes to museums, setbacks when things like, you know, people have to resign, that kind of thing happens over a, a scandal, whatever the case may be. Why is it that museums, most, you know, the old, old museums can stand the work of time? You know, through all the, the nonsense and everything in between, how do they stay in it? I think it's largely due to historians, you know? Obviously, there are others who work in the museums, but I think the historian is the one who keeps things alive. You know, they know how to navigate, explain, talk through things, understand the significance of history and get people to just see what they see. But then there's that other group of people who think, well, I've been here forever, I know history. And it's like, well, but you don't know shit. Right? You don't know anything about history. You just do one thing for one people, whatever the case may be. But it's hard for me to get past the fact that people aren't willing to have a conversation face-to-face with other people when tough times come to surface. Just face-to-face, no matter the outcome, will make you and the other person a better person. It's about understanding people. And I've learned this, I'm still learning this, that when you're angry, it's hard to understand you when you're angry. You know, it's hard to understand someone when they're angry. And it's best to calm down and have a conversation when both sides are ready. I just want to make this point very, very clear. This is anything in life, but museums, very important. Museums are only as strong and powerful as the weakest link. I know you all probably have heard that, but when I say that, I mean the weak, weakest link in the museum will be an intern, an undergrad student, a grad student, a PhD candidate doing their research, whatever the t- thing is. They're the strongest link because they bring energy, new ideas, 
new starts, new beginnings, new passion to the museum that has been there for so long. So moving forward, I think museums, you know, choose wisely about your, you know, interns, those who you hire, certain people that, you know, might have a history of something else or, you know, someone's views or something they say is like, eh, you know, that doesn't fit our museum's mission. Be aware of those things. And that's what conversations with human beings can create and prevent and prevent down the road, you know, resignations and, you know, things that shouldn't happen at museums but happen at museums, right? Like some of the business of museums you would think is one's smoothie and going and easy but it's not and when you have someone who loves it and loves what they do for it that makes a difference but when you have too many cooks in the kitchen right causes all it does is causes problems all it does is cause problems and i think everybody knows that but nobody realizes when there is too many they only realize there are too many cooks when it's too late. season is an event that at one of the museums the castle smith castle which i've done four or five episodes on now they do christmas at the castle and you can just listen you know to the joy and the happiness and we think about the castle in its prime time right like Here's what's going on. This is kind of the story, blah, blah, blah. And things don't sound very different, right? People come and go all the time with museums in any part of life. And I think those moments where we can kind of just sit back, smile, we have to remember. You know, if you have to go back to the new podcast and listen to it again after you hear me saying this and listen for the joy just listen to the joy and the happiness like that's what the castle has been doing for years around the holidays since I was a kid just bring joy and happiness to people and uh, you know people come and go it's part of life but you know how you answer that how you answer the task of difficult times is what makes museums it's what makes you a better person it's what makes you a better team 
you know, doing something that you know is meaningful, strongly, and want to do something about it. you work for a big museum or, you know, government run museum, you're not going to get paid, you know? So a lot of those who are at other museums are volunteering their time to do something that they really, 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 really care about. And you just got to appreciate them for who they are. <laughs> 